0: Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Confident Eaters podcast. As always, I am your host, Georgie Fear, and I am here with Christina Jodwin. Hey, Christina, how's it going?
1: Going great over here. Thanks, Georgie.
0: Christina just got married a couple of weeks ago, and I was just ooing and aahing over her pictures on Facebook, and it's... Yes. Oh, I love weddings. So happy. <laughs> yes. So... Today, we have a great topic. We're going to cover it pretty quickly, I think, because it's not super complex. But the idea is, why eat breakfast if you've not been a breakfast person? Christina, I think this is one that we hear a lot, right? People identify themselves as, I'm not a breakfast person. How often do you hear that? Oh, tons of times. So often. Not a breakfast person. Yeah. And I think even if you're not somebody who wakes up dreaming of waffles and eggs, there are still some really good reasons why you may want to eat something in the morning. And if your excuses have been that it takes too much time, that you don't love breakfast foods, that you're just not hungry first thing in the morning, or that you don't want to eat breakfast because it will help you save calories, we are going to address all that and more on today's episode. Welcome to the Confident Eaters podcast, where you get proven methods to end overeating, emotional eating, and stressing about food. We're heading for harmony between your body, food, and feelings. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my team at Confident Eaters. Why do people cut out breakfast? I think a lot of people start eating breakfast as kids, you know, even if it's just mom encouraging that bowl of cereal before you get on the school bus. Mm -hmm. But in my experience, some people have stopped eating breakfast because they found that they just weren't hungry and that they're hustling in the morning. I mean, unfortunately, not many of us have hours of leisure time in the morning to drink our coffee and read something and make breakfast. So if you have to get up and hustle and especially if you have to put on nice clothes and look professional, it's easy to just sort of jettison breakfast if you're not that hungry for it. Is that what you tend to find that people are skipping breakfast just for a time issue or is there more to it?
1: Definitely. That is a big reason I hear a lot of people. I work with a lot of moms or busy career people. And yeah, I think the most common thing is they're cutting out breakfast because they're too busy. They start their day, they're getting up early, or they're taking care of little ones. And it just feels like too much effort to sit and eat themselves. So they put it off and think, well, I'm just gonna wait until lunch. No big deal. Another reason I hear is that they're just not hungry in the mornings, which you mentioned already, but mm-hmm. they wait until later to eat or all the way until lunch. Like maybe they eat an early lunch or they just push it off, at which point they are ravenous and like super <laughs> hungry for lunch. Also, if they work out early in the morning, just doesn't feel great to eat before a workout and they don't want to work out on a full stomach. And then finally, I hear people talking about intermittent fasting, which we have a whole episode on. So check that one out. But they have this idea that skipping breakfast will help them save on calories throughout the day. Intermittent fasting has gained so much popularity recently and they justify it with, oh, I'm not really a breakfast person anyways, or I'm just fine without it. But we tend to see that that's not the case down the road. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great overview of a lot of the rationale. It resonates with me what you said about people just not wanting to take time for themselves or not being able to take time for themselves because mornings can be so hectic if you're trying to deal with kids and a family. And yeah, so often one person falls by the wayside, often mom.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> not to stereotype, but it, it is something
0: that we see more frequently in women. So yeah. I was thinking it's not going to be the same answer for every person if the question okay. is, is it a problem if I skip breakfast? I mm-hmm. do think there are some people where if they hate breakfast, hate it, and they've tried and they've read all these articles that say breakfast is an important meal and they just hate it. There are some people where I'm not going to spend time really pushing them to eat breakfast, but then there's other people where I am actually going to die on that hill, where I am going to try and get them <laughs> to eat breakfast. So I think yes. like we can talk about professionally who we feel it's most important to get a substantial meal in within an hour or two of waking up and then who it may not be all that big of a priority for. So for people where it's not a problem, if they skip breakfast, I would say if somebody is happy with their weight, happy with their activity level, and they are not eating breakfast out of convenience. I have one client right now and two meals a day seems to work great for her. Her goal is to just maintain her weight. She doesn't want to gain or lose. And She exercises first thing in the morning and she says that she feels fine and she's good for her workouts. So for her, I don't have a whole lot of ground to stand on to say, look, this could improve if you add in breakfast. Right. For her, we don't really focus much. I don't give her too much pushback on not eating breakfast. However, I also have a couple of clients who wake up and exercise without eating anything beforehand. And they're struggling with their food intake later in the day. They're Mm -hmm. snacking, they're grazing, they're eating second portions after lunch and or dinner, or they just can't stop going back to the kitchen for snacks between dinner and bedtime. For these people, it is much more important to add in that breakfast to start your circadian rhythm with some substantial food in the morning. And it can go a long way toward helping with weight loss. So for people who want to lose weight, I would sort of put one tick in the column for probably more important to eat breakfast. A couple other types of clients that I think it's really important to consider, including a breakfast in their day would be competitive athletes, people who aren't just exercising for recreation, but they want to maximize the adaptations that they make to their sport and also that they want to continually progress and they want to be able to recover from their training so they can tolerate more training. For competitive athletes, absolutely breakfast is going to be an essential part of your training plan. The last segment of people that I think should really, really take to heart the idea of including breakfast would be people who have hyperadrenal conditions. If you're struggling with hypothalamic amenorrhea or polycystic ovarian syndrome, it's really important to include breakfast. I don't want to get too far into the mechanisms, but know that skipping breakfast can exacerbate the symptoms that you experience and including breakfast could really help with fertility and with normalizing your hormone levels. Anything
1: to add to that, Christina? I don't think so. I like what you said about your one client because there certainly are people it's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Right. They're doing great. They're thriving they don't feel like their workouts are suffering. But I have some clients who will try to push breakfast and they experience things like headaches or their blood sugar drops and they're feeling faint or like they have a difficult time concentrating at work. And these are some other (laughs) reasons to maybe consider that it would be helpful to add that back in. And yeah, if it's not affecting you negatively, great. But the other thing that you mentioned is, oh, I don't need breakfast, but then there's a lot of late night snacking. There's a lot of overeating at dinner. Definitely the most common thing I hear. and there's People don't connect probably... that to breakfast, do they? Right, right. And it's like, well, maybe that's why you're not hungry in the mornings because there's so much eating happening in the latter part of the day. And that's a really common one that I hear from people. So what I want to ask you is if it seems beneficial for someone to start eating breakfast. How do you think they could go about that if they are like, I just don't have an appetite in the morning? I'm not hungry.
0: Yeah. So, a lot of times when people who have historically not been breakfast eaters are deciding, like, well, Georgie has a lot of points here. You know, Christina's made some really good evidence based recommendations that I should try to get some food in in the morning. We start to talk about, like, what would you enjoy? Because some people are like, you know, I've always really liked i I've always really liked a bagel. I've always really liked X. So whatever it is, that's a great thing to start with. You know, Start with some food that you like. If you don't have an appetite, you're going to have an even harder time trying to get a food in if it's one that you don't find appetizing. So Mm -hmm. go with something that does appeal to your taste buds. Also, you can have something that's pretty small and pretty light because you're going to adjust to it. And so often people are just starting with half a banana is a really common one, I have a Mm -hmm. number of clients that are out there listening to this that are like, oh, she's talking about my half banana. Yeah, there's a lot of you out there (laughs) eating a half banana before you work out in the morning. Because if you don't have an appetite, most people can get a fair amount of fruit in, you know, half a piece of fruit. And it's not a huge amount of calories. So people who are worried about the calories often don't put up too much resistance, but what it does, if you can get some carbohydrates in and prioritize getting some carbohydrates in over the other macronutrients is that it really has the most impact on decreasing the glucocorticoid hormones that are higher in the morning. So if your stress hormones are running at a a higher level in the morning and you continue the fast they stay elevated, they don't come down. And if you exercise, you're dealing with even more of a spike in your adrenal hormones. And so long-term having higher exposure to these stress hormones can cause a lot of problems. One for body composition, these hormones lead to decreases in lean mass and increases in fat mass. So exactly the opposite of where you want to be storing energy. So Mm. this is why exercising in the fasted state for 99% of people out there is going to be counterproductive to their goals. So start with carbohydrates, start with something small. And if you don't like any food that you associate with breakfast, it's perfectly fine to eat a food that you think of as a lunch or dinner food. You know, there's no definition of breakfast foods that you have to stick
1: to. Yeah, Um, There are no rules with breakfast. Since most people
0: don't have a ton of time to cook something fancy in the morning, let's just fire off some easy, fast breakfast ideas that people might try. This is like a quiz show. You ready? You're going to give one. I'm going to give one. We're going to see who runs out.
1: Okay. I'm ready. Toast
0: toast with peanut butter. Smoothie. Scrambled eggs and toast.
1: Yogurt cup.
0: Instant oatmeal with milk.
1: Overnight oats. Chia pudding. Hard boiled eggs. An omelet. (laughs) Bagel and cream cheese.
0: I also realized that my omelet idea might be pushing the boundaries on easy and fast. You can make pancakes or waffles and then freeze them during the week. It's easy and fast because you just pop it in the microwave.
1: Yes. I've also had clients do pre-made egg muffins where they just like whip up a bunch of eggs and then put them in little muffin tins, bake them, and they've got them for the week.
0: Yeah. I love those smashed between two halves of a toasted English muffin. Mm. You've got like a hot breakfast sandwich, which I love.
1: Sounds really good.
0: Yes. Eating breakfast from a restaurant is also not necessarily the worst thing you can do. I had some clients Mm -hmm. who really enjoyed the Egg White Delight McMuffin, I believe it was called, but I'm not sure McDonald's even makes them anymore, unfortunately. Starbucks has got quite a few options. They have those sous vide egg bites, which I think are really good. Yes. They have a variety of breakfast sandwiches, most of which I have tasted and enjoyed. And my heart will always belong to the spinach and feta egg white wrap at Starbucks because I just love it. So whenever I'm on a road trip or staying at a hotel and I don't love the a la carte breakfast that's offered, I can find a Starbucks.
1: Yeah. I love the egg white wraps too. I worked at Starbucks for years and that was my go-to. I loved it. Chick-fil-A, if you're in the States, has egg white grill and other egg sandwiches as well that are pretty good cool
0: all right lots of options the the world of grab and go breakfasts from like fast food places is so much better than like the foam pancakes that I remember from McDonald's as a kid yeah (laughs) so fun fact (laughs) since you said that you worked at Starbucks my first job was at Dunkin Donuts no way yeah and I just I'm gonna give you a second to picture me in my little ball cap at
1: 15 behind the counter of Dunkin Donuts Love it. You're Your welcome. smiling face handing me a nice coffee. That's <laughs> what I would love. I was morning. making
0: those culottes like nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I know it. Okay. So last thing that we can probably help people with, what to expect. Let's say you haven't been a breakfast eater, but you're like, okay, I'm going to start including it. I'm ready to try some of these ideas that Georgie and Christina threw out there. I want to let you know what to expect, because if your expectations are overly positive, the eating breakfast is going to result in instantly dropping 20 pounds, running a four minute mile and being able to slam dunk. It's not going to happen. Sorry. So sorry. So sorry. But there are some good things that start to happen really, really soon. Some of the good things that happen when you start eating breakfast is that you may feel like you have more energy throughout the day. You also may feel like you're not as distractible throughout the morning, that you're able to pay mm-hmm. more attention to your work and that you even have more cognitive ability because cognitive ability goes down when your blood glucose is lower. And after an overnight fast, your blood glucose is on the lower end of its normal maintained range. You may also find that the breakfast doesn't necessarily feel hundred percent comfortable in your stomach. Because your stomach's not used to having food in it at that time. It doesn't mean that you're just born to not be a breakfast person. It just means that you aren't used to it. So start with something that's small, like a yogurt or a piece of fruit, and let your body get used to it. It won't take more than a few days usually for people to find that they're getting noticeably more comfortable with having food. Also if you find that breakfast doesn't sit so well before your morning workout the second best time that you can eat would be immediately after your workout. So after your workout rather than taking an hour to change your clothes shower and commute to the office before you eat try to eat something even at the locker room in the gym. A cliff bar, a sandwich, you know PB&J, knows no bounds. It's always <laughs> it's always the time of day for PB&J. That's right. So give yourself some time to adjust to eating some breakfast foods. And then the last thing I would say to expect is to anticipate that you're going to have a decreased drive for food, especially in the last third of the day. This isn't my crystal ball speaking, this is something that's backed up from research. We know that when people eat a more significant portion of their calories early in the day, they have a decreased calorie intake in the last third of the day. So you may find fewer evening snacks and less overall food intake. Anything else that you would throw in there that people should know if they're trying to consider maybe whether they might become a breakfast person?
1: I would say, like anything, we encourage our clients to give yourself the opportunity to experiment with it. Treat it like an experiment. Give yourself a few days or even a couple of weeks. And you might not love it at first. You might not feel hungry, but I have seen clients get hungry for breakfast after trying this experiment. and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think you covered everything else. So
0: great. Yeah. Another way that is the jump start to a morning appetite would be to have dinner quite early the night before and not mm-hmm. eat after dinner. So if you stop eating around five PM the night before, odds are breakfast will seem a lot more appealing to you the following morning because you'll be hungry Imagine for that. it. Imagine <laughs> that. Imagine that. So if you want to jump start your road to being a breakfast person try an earlier dinner and not eating anything between dinner and bedtime. Love it. All right. So that's our show for today. If there's a topic that you would like covered big or small, drop a line to Georgie at We've also got some interesting stuff on the website for you to check out. We are enrolling for our breaking up with binge eating program. And so we're going to kick that off on Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. If you want to know more? swing by the website. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, Christina. Thanks, Georgie.